1: Ah yeah, hello everyone This is your good friend Patrick O'Dowd It is Tuesday, it is Chairshot Radio Network It is thechairshot.com It is Hockey Talk Myself joined by the lawyer, David Ungar The king of hyperbole, David Ungar And as I mentioned, you're listening to Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network Part of thechairshot.com Where we remind you to always use your
2: head Chairshot.com always use your head,
1: and we are deep into round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And Dave, I it's an interesting, it's an interesting little look on one side of the bracket. Things are looking pretty good for a couple of teams, on the other side of the bracket, we got a series, and series. that's exciting. We got two series. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry, let's just say the West. The West feels like it has a little bit more parity right now than the with uh, with the way the first two games in these in these four series have gone. Dave has has declared one team as dead in the water, uh, as Dave has want to do. Though it's not the team that I would declare as dead in the water. So that's always fun. We'll argue about that as we as we move along. On the other side, I I dare I say that the West going to be the more exciting. Ah, uh, playoff pushes. It seems like to watch this time around. As is, I look at the two potential sweeps all on one side of the house. Not so much. I, obviously not on the other. As as the two West uh, series are one to one. So uh, that's exciting. But let's let's kick off with some catharsis. Uh, Dave Dave has told me that he's going to share for you, noble listener, a snippet uh, of some fun that he discovered on the interwebs. And that's, what's great about the interwebs, right? Is, is the, uh, the fun that can be shown. And, and Dave is, as you all know, a capital and you've heard Dave sort of wax poetic on what could have been when, when the caps were rolling in with all of the momentum and the best record in hockey a few years back, only to, as Dave would say it, choke that shit away and get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Well, we had another team, Which congratulations! You were right. Uh, You predicted Boston would go down in Game Seven. I stuck with the Bruins. However, I was right on the other side of the bracket. As I uh, got Seattle, uh, I got Seattle, and then we both got we
2: both got the Rangers wrong. So,
1: yeah, we both we both were like, which I guess let's start before before we talk about the Boston thing, and that'll be fun. The Rangers went to all this work. To to make a run in the playoffs, felt that they had the goaltending, had the 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 foundation, the 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 pieces at least defensively to to make a go at team, and then went and picked up some offensive pieces, some experienced pieces, pieces like Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko, only to get bounced in the first round.
2: Yeah, they uh... are. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the same the same guy who did the uh, Bruins video that I'll play some of at the end of this thing did one for the uh, Avalanche, which wasn't nearly so bad. And the Rangers got, you know, with the Rangers, they 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 caught an earful as well, not nearly on the Bruins level. Because, like you're saying, you bring in all this talent, Tarasenko, uh, guys you've brought in previously who can score. panarin vanished completely in this series. I don't even think he scored a fucking goal. And, And and you're not gonna you're not gonna beat. Yeah, and they just, they just, I think they mailed it in after game. That's why I'm not completely writing off the devils because they got their asses kicked in games one and two of the Ranger series, just like they did against Carolina. So I'm not necessarily saying, um, you know, <laughs> they're dead in the water, well, I, but
1: I don't know if I'd say dead in the water. And so far that series has gone chalk. So I guess we, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. But, but I, I don't think the Carolina hurricanes are going to fold like the rangers did
2: no they're 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 better but, they're a better team and they're better prepared I, and 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 you know it's so bad for the rangers what their coach got fired just what a couple days ago didn't gallant get let yeah, go well
1: it, and and this is what's insane to me is where, where the rangers are going to be a completely different team next year right like they're 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 i can't remember how many contracts are up but they're Immediately after that series ended, like or even as the game was winding down, because the the thing about that game is I don't even think it wasn't even close, was it? Like that four game nothing. seven, like four, yeah, nothing. like they just got housed. Well, I mean, and, and, and the
2: worst thing about, and I don't mean to cut you off, It's just like, yeah, that that video the guy point did, he pointed out some they made that you know the Ranger or excuse me, the Devils made that goaltender switch after game two. What you think knee jerk reaction right. we talked about last week with uh with Swayman and Olmark what we didn't realize fucking Olmark was hurt and everybody except us apparently knew it but anyway I digress uh you know when the when the Devils if he
1: was hurt why did he why did he play for six games
2: that's watch that like video.
1: fuck that fuck that
2: argument watch, that is
1: a that is a we're gonna put that out there so that it doesn't hurt Olmark
2: that's what that watch is. watch that video the guy if you watch that and watch game six and you're like. Yeah. Something's not right here. <laughs> you know, I don't. And maybe maybe I mean, we'll get to the Bruins and maybe they should have pulled him. And if he really was hurt at all, maybe put right. Swayman in in game six when it's clear. old Mark's not stopping anything. And of course, they just didn't play defense in front of him. We'll get to that. But yeah, the Devils make this goaltending switch. It doesn't. I think they got Vanacek out of there and they got I forgot the goalie's name. But man, he played so well against Shisterkin, who is regarded as one of the top, what, three? Goalies in the league. Yeah, he's
1: he's Im- he's amongst the best goalies he in the and league, and he outplayed yep. him.
2: And, and and the Rangers just I don't know what happened to them. Down they couldn't score games. You know, three, four, five couldn't score. Uh, the only reason they probably won game six is because they got handed how many power plays? And there, you know, and that's why that's why they won. Um, but yeah, the Rangers have got to be considered. A massive disappointment. I mean, just a notch below Boston as far as the disappointment. And you got, yeah, you the three teams we're talking about—the three teams that were involved in Game Sevens that should never have been—and they all are, you know, various levels of disappointment. I mean, I don't yeah. know, I, you know, I, I don't know what you could say about Colorado. They, they, they had the perfect scenario, and you know, you were right. Seattle took them down in Game Seven in Colorado. Didn't see it happening, but right. yeah, the Rangers. You're right. They're not going to look anything like they did last year, and 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 right. like, and you got to tip your hat to the Devils for a young team like right. that in that environment. Jeez. Yeah, because Kane, Kane and Tarasenko were rentals, and maybe you
1: resign them. Uh, maybe Kane retires. Like it feels like it's about time for Patrick Kane to retire. And Teresinko's not done, but he doesn't need to go and you know stay with the Rangers. Right? Right. Like who no, knows? It's just it's it's interesting out there. You know, you talked about Boston. it's so crazy because even like it just so boston goes down to nothing in in that game seven
2: well can i can i i I wanted to oh yeah so i'm out playing golf right and you and i are messaging with each other and you're like they're so lifeless here and that's boston that game seven like you were saying it took them a a period you were watching it a period and a half to actually wake the hell up and start playing
1: that when they finally scored and it looked like they finally scored and remembered the season that they had and what they had done, you just felt like, okay, they're going to, they're going to turn this around. And then they, they take, you know, they tie, they get the lead. They're, they're in control. They're made I, away. I actually was, I, and I was just like, okay, they're going to put this game away. They they've got their, their up by goal. It's not so big that they're going to get complacent. And then the extra attacker comes on. And with what 40 some seconds to go in the game, that they gave up the equalizer. And second, they gave up the equalizer, it was like, well, they're done. Like, that's it. When you give up the equalizer, when they gave up the equalizer, it's like, okay, they're done. Florida is going to walk out on this one. They're going to win it because it was just, you could see it. It was deflating, it was demoralizing. And I don't know. I, it just it, never, it seemed like, you know, I talked about this when we, we headed into that Game 7. Why in the world you're not shaking up your lines that aren't playing well, as opposed to putting it all on a goalie who now you say was hurt? Um, which, whatever. If he was hurt, he was hurt. Perhaps he shouldn't. Again, if he was he's hurt, perhaps if, he shouldn't be playing.
2: If that's true, and I'm not and, and I'm right. not saying it's not. I'm just saying, if that's true, if Linus Ulmark was hurt, and the way Game Six was going, about the time that he gave gives up the fourth goal to tie it up, you got to get him out of there. Swayman didn't play bad in Game Seven, you know. I mean, right. Almar gives up six goals at a six to five overtime loss. Boston couldn't win in overtime. I didn't even realize right. it that until like watching that video. Brad Marchand has the breakaway in the waning seconds of Game Five. There's like three seconds left. He gets stopped. Otherwise, Boston wins in five. But it's it, right. it just they're too good. It should never have come to that against a team. Yeah. Florida's like I I said, you know, when we talked last week about the 2010 caps and, and you said, you know, the Bruins aren't the caps and I'm like, you're right. They're not. I would actually amend that to say they're worse because they're a better team. And the only reason, you know, the caps got beat because like I've said before, God put on a Halak Jersey for three games and that was it. This was different. It's just like, you guys didn't have problems scoring. You couldn't stop anybody from scoring. And, for, and
1: it didn't even look like they were really trying no, to stop and, it.
2: No, and they had Olmark them. and, and, and uh, who was the other guy? Swayman? Um, yeah, They were such a great goaltending tandem all year. And I know Olmark right. got the lion's share. Of the, but Swayman had a really... I didn't realize until after it was over how good of a season he had. Yeah, man, yeah. If, if Olmark is really hurt... You got to get him out of game six after what? The third, fourth goal? At least give yourself a shot instead of just right. hanging him out to dry like he was.
1: It just, it feels, it feels like there was some arrogance on the coaching staff's part and some stubbornness.
2: And Jim Montgomery's probably going to win coach the year. What the Jack Adams award or whatever the hell it is. He's probably going to get that. probably, game. yeah, and he deserves it, but he did not manage that playoff series very well at all.
1: No, he really didn't. All right we have uh, belabored way too much on teams that failed. So we're going to take our first commercial break. And when we come back, we will dive into the series that are still going uh, and give our thoughts on Toronto and it's sudden like ineptitude on the ice. We'll talk about the devils and uh, you know, and and their, their struggles over here on the East and then two great series in the West. You're listening to hockey talk. Here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the
0: Chairshot.com. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressing Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com.
1: All right. Welcome back into Hockey Talk here on The ChairShot Radio Network, part of ChairShot.com. Patrick O'Dowd, David Ongar here talking second round of the playoffs before we get into talking about all that. We've heard our recorded commercials. This is also my time to remind you that if you love what we do over here at the chair shot radio network, and you like hearing how often Dave and I are wrong in our predictions, then support us by heading over to pro wrestling, forward slash the chair shot for all of your chair shot radio shirt needs tons of designs to choose from. You can spend $19.99 for a standard t-shirt or for a few dollars more. If You're feeling fancy, want something that feels nice on your giblets, get it soft style again. Pro wrestling tees.com forward slash the chair shot. Great stuff to choose from there.
2: Okay, hey, one one and one's not terrible. We did all right.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, let's okay. So, we got we've got four series up and running. The east seems a little less interesting now than the west. Let's start with the feel-good story that has suddenly not started feeling so good. And that is over in Toronto, where the Maple Leafs, they finally get one monkey off their back just to have another one jump right on in the form of a panther that has wrapped its beautiful claws around them and taken a stunning 2 to nothing lead, swiping the first two games out of Toronto, heading to Florida we are in sweep territory. They say a series isn't a series until the road team wins. Well, the road team was one 2 Dave, does Toronto get swept? No. Okay.
2: I and I I'll, not that hyperbole. I, I, I no, and I will go. You know, on record, as saying after Toronto, after Florida, one, I said I texted you Toronto in five. Obviously, I was way wrong about that. Um, I I don't think they get swept. I think I think they're just. They're too good. They'll find themselves, they'll find some level of talent. I don't know if they can win this series because Florida is is just playing with so much confidence and just like we shouldn't even be here. It doesn't, we've already accomplished so much, and and they're they're really good, man. I mean, Verhage's been solid, barkoff has been solid. You just they just keep rolling lines at you. We forget this team won the president's trophy last year. Um, and you know, I know Huberto's in in Cal- calgary, but they're still a really dangerous team, as Boston found out. And you cannot, you can't let up with them for a second. Boston did that. We saw it happen. Toronto got up what 2-0 in Game 2, took their foot off the gas. Yep. Next thing you know, they're down 3-2, and then they can't turn that switch back on. They are not a team that can turn it on like that. And and, and Florida's taken advantage of it. I think, obviously, Game 3 is the most important game of the season for Toronto. they got to win to at least put some doubt, something. Into the heads yeah, of the Florida is, this Panthers, is straight,
1: yeah, straight up winner go home. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, not, here's they're not, they're not coming thing.
2: back from three nothing. Now.
1: Right. Well, and here's the thing, Bobrovsky. Uh, you know, like, I'll, I'll tip my cap to you. The dude has been straight up fire in the playoffs, and and that was the thing is, you know, the the Leafs go up two to nothing, as you mentioned. He just kind of steadied the course and. Gave up those two goals and just seemed to have the faith that the, the the Matthew Kachuk and company were going to find a way to get it done. And the, it was the the most demoralizing part of that whole game was the was just how fast Florida turned around, tied it, and then went up three to two. Like I think it was like less than a minute into the third or whatever they they scored. Like it was just like right away. And you see all of the all of the air leave Toronto. Like left the team, left the arena, left the city, left the country, everything. Canada just mourning their Toronto Maple Leafs. Trish Stratus photos from the stands notwithstanding.
2: Um I mean that's enough to make and, me a Toronto fan. And, the, the and they
1: and they're in real trouble. Yeah, you're right. They're in real trouble trouble Toronto takes that you know takes that one goal lead and they just from there they were like we're gonna let Bobrovsky and our defense their forecheck has been nasty and just
2: beating up on the you saw it in game beating up. game one and two it's just like the third period Toronto couldn't get anything going because of that forecheck
1: at all so yeah I I think I, I think I'm with you all of a sudden. I think we're looking at, you know, Toronto probably going down in five. I hope I'm proven wrong. Toronto was a great story, and I hope it continues to be a great story. But here we are. All right, the other series, the Devils down to nothing to Carolina. Carolina really took care of business these first two games. Like, like it just never really felt like ter- uh, that the Devils got anything going. We're here with game three. Finally, you know in jersey it's been dominant so far what do you i mean six one five to one like it just hasn't looked like the devils are even in it what are the devils got to do tonight other than win to like how do they win how do they beat carolina
2: just they've they've got to basically look at what they did to the rangers under a similar circumstance in game three the difference is they actually get to go home for for this you know and and i think that that will help a lot it's tough to win in Carolina. I mean, it's not like, you know, when they lost games one and two in New Jersey, which were kind of tantamount to road games. It's tough to win in Carolina. Carolina's one of the few teams that does, does have that home ice advantage. So I think getting on home ice uh, will help. They got to get some scoring. They got to get, you know, they're their big playmakers. They've got to play better defense. They got to get better goaltending. I don't know if they if they yeah. do in a do what they did in the first series and make a switch back to Vanacek at this point in time. Cause clearly whoever's playing right now, I forget the guy's name. I apologize, you know, <laughs> for the fans out there, he's uh, not playing very well. Um, but you know, you look at the series that he had talking about Schmid. Yeah. Schmid. Yeah. Uh, you look at the series he had against new New York where he rescued this team. Um, he's what given up 11 goals in the first two games of this series. That's, that's not good. And, uh, yeah, I think-
1: it's it's strange to me that yeah you've got a guy who is performing well and you're not running with him.
2: Yeah, I, you know I think Schmidt played tremendously against the Rangers, but maybe at this point when you when you've given up that kind of an ass whooping the last couple of games, I mean you got to kind of think okay maybe we need to do something different here. Uh, maybe we need to switch back. But yeah, I mean five one in game one, six one in game two, and they're not yeah I'm looking they're not shooting the puck enough. Eighteen shots on goal in game one. That's not going to get the job done against a team like Carolina, and then in Game Two, come on, better twenty nine. That that should be enough, and but then they gave up a lot more in Game Two. So yeah, the Devils, right. you got to get some scoring. You got to play better defense. You got to get better goaltending. Um, so I would not be surprised to see them make a switch. I haven't heard whether they're switching back to Vanacek, but I would not be surprised. But they, yeah, that's it's, it's going to be tough because. Oh, Aesop Mitchell's going to join us for some hockey talk. Awesome, man.
1: No, it's all hot. You didn't have to do that. Why can't I do that, man? No need. No need. All right. We got two series left to talk about. I'm going to do one thing, though.
2: There We're you go. Mute Aesop. Yeah, mute his so ass. That we don't
1: hear Aesop. That's right, kids. Let's just pull. Pull the curtain back a little bit. That's right. We record multiple podcasts on one call. Anyway, let's get over to the west side uh, and talk about the western playoffs. Uh, playoff picture right here. Both of those series you know, are tight. Road teams have won one uh, game apiece. Let's start with Seattle and Dallas. I just love the way the Kraken are playing. I I love It drives me crazy, and I've said this repeatedly. It drives me crazy that a team with its second year in the league is in the second round of the playoffs, and and not just like winning. Like they're they're kind of handling opponents because of how easy it is to draft a quality team out of the supplemental drafts that the NHL sets up. Uh, But Seattle, I'm just gonna I'm I'm not gonna talk about the team. I'm gonna talk about just how happy fucking Seattle is to be here. Like the way they have turned out for their team. I can't wait to watch this game in, in Seattle tonight and just see how the crowd is and how they are with the stars. Because the stars, you know, I again, we talked about teams taking taking opponents lightly. They took the Kraken lightly in game one. And the Kraken came out and scored like just boom, boom, boom after Dallas got up on them. And they they were like, wait a second, what the hell? And game two, it actually, it appears that they they remembered once again that they're the higher seed team, that they're not the expansion team, uh, that they have Pavelski back, who that guy's looked fucking awesome since coming back from from injury. Like, welcome back. Here's two goals just to just just to start.
2: He got Um, four. Four in game one.
1: Right. Yeah. He just kept scoring. But it was like two goals. Like it was like boom, boom. Like he just like scored. And then like a minute later, scored again. It was like. I'm going to take care of business. It was, it was kind of crazy, but, uh, no, what do you, uh, what do you think? Do you, I think the Kraken have a real chance in this series. And I, and I think they, I, I think if they win game three here tonight, that I would put the stars on full upset alert, even though it's only halfway to four. Oh,
2: I, I agree. I think right now, Seattle's got to take advantage of, uh, Dallas when Ottinger hasn't been playing at his, uh, Level Because we saw what happened in that first series against Minnesota. Minnesota kind of had the same thing, 2-1. Ottinger not playing well. Dallas rattles off three in a row because Ottinger decides, oh, I am probably a Vezina trophy winner. And and then he goes off and he just stuffs them. And I think Seattle's got the same sort of scenario right now. They're up 2-1. Or excuse me, it's tied. They're going back. Tied 1-1. They're going back to Seattle. Ottinger's not at the top of his game. Pavelski's playing out of his mind, like another guy in the other series we're about to talk about. Um, well, he's
1: been he's been rested. He he didn't he play is, the first series, right. so like he 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 came back and made up for some losses.
2: Right. Dallas has to be. I think you're right on full upset alert, and and going into that that climate Pledge arena, Seattle's turned into a hockey town really quickly, and they right. can really generate a lot of emotion and a lot of momentum. So we'll we'll see. I, I still, if Ottinger plays up to up to snuff, up to par. I don't think Seattle can win a seven game series, but I, you know, we'll, we'll see what they do. I mean, they're, they're... I'm
1: just going to throw this. I'm just going to throw this out there by the numbers. Grubauer is playing as well as Ottinger. He is, and
2: Grubauer was Period. god-awful all year. I mean, he was uh, not god-awful, right. not, not nearly good, like Bobrovsky. You know, he, he talked about Bobrovsky. When Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky makes big saves when he needs to and then lets in a Stanley, bunch of softies. We,
1: the, the, these are the definitions of Stanley Cup playoff teams getting behind a hot goalie. Grubauer and Bobrov, Bobrovsky um, say that five times fast. They're, they're, they're the epitome of get behind a hot goalie, and go as far as that goalie can take you. All right, let's talk about a hot scorer, though. As we look at the Edmonton Vegas series, can anyone, anyone stop Leon Dreisidal? No. At all. No. Like all that dude does is score goals. And even in the even in game one, the game they lost to Vegas. Dude, you how what he, he scored like all their goals, right? He scored all four of Edmonton's goals Yeah, I, it, in that game. And the first one was the most beautiful one-timer from McDavid to, to dry settle that you'll ever see. Like, you'll just, you'll ever see. And people have been talking about Connor McDavid and how he's not scoring. He's still making other players better on the same ice as him. And Edmonton has had this real conundrum with, do we split up dry and McDavid and put them on separate lines and try and sort of maximize or kind of quote unquote maximize a couple of lines, or do we make a super line with dry and McDavid, which is basically what they've done is that, fuck it. We got We, these two guys got to be on the same, on the ice at the same time. And that power play one timer to open the scoring in the series. When that happened, I was like, Oh shit, Vegas is in trouble. And then I was wrong.
2: Well, so, the thing of it, whoops. the thing is, a no, you don't split them up because how many times have we seen teams try to do that in the playoffs? It never works. You know, splitting the lines up never seems to work. You've got to get secondary scoring from somewhere, and usually you get players who kind of rise to, you know, rise up in the playoffs. We see that repeatedly. You know, like Lars Eller for the Caps in 2018. I forgot uh, who was the guy. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly wasn't he a big deal about the Blues in 2019? You know, kind of. And Brian he was not on the top line, I don't think. I think he was like a second line, something something like that. Um, Eller was like third line for the Caps. you need that. I, I mean, if, if the Edmonton Oilers are winning without Connor McDavid lighting up the scoreboard like he did in the regular season, good, great. That's fantastic for them because sooner... And I know he's... I bet, guess he's passed Ovechkin's record of 69 total goals regular season and playoffs. So nice. that's great um oh wait
1: sorry
2: it's all right i don't care Connor mcdavid is a stud but no he's going to get his eventually what did you you and asked me he did, me, when he you did get two star- in game
1: two right he did get two
2: in game two. and when the playoffs started you asked me what does edmonton need to succeed and i said leon dry needs to show up well he's done more than show up and i think the only problem edmonton has is vegas is fucking good damn good team and they can but match yeah, they're
1: them. really they're really balanced they can match them is,
2: scoring is eichel the Stone, uh, you know, Pacioretty, all these other guys. Their goaltending is still a little bit iffy, but um,
1: you know I, what? You know what's funny? You named all those names, and then Vegas also has like random fucks like Ivan Barbashev. Yeah,
2: who? Yeah, score. exactly. But they score. Oh, in the I e know him
1: because the Blues let him go when they let go of their whole fucking team to everybody else in the league. At least one uh, of them still. I playing. miss you, Ivan.
2: One of them still playing at least.
1: He's still playing. Ryan O'Reilly's still playing for the Leafs. Like there's there there are so many dudes from the 2019 blues that were in the playoffs uh and it makes me sad it just it it salary caps suck and they make me sad um but anyway okay so both of these series are tied one to one uh have you changed your picks for either of these series Because i think you picked vegas over edmonton and you picked um who did you pick out of the Kraken?
2: We, did, we and, didn't because they were still going to a game seven. So we hadn't. Oh, that's right. Take, they were
1: going to a game but seven. But I, I think right so, now
2: I'd still take Dallas in seven. I, I think I'll go with goaltending. Ottinger will step up. It's going to be a great series. I like Dallas in seven. And no, I have not changed my mind about Vegas. I I still, so, I think they're the deeper team. They're the better team.
1: I'm going to go with the stars in Edmonton, outshining the depth of Vegas, Dreisaitl and, um, Oh God, McDavid taking care of business there. And I'm gonna, you know, my brain says you should pick Dallas, like it does. But I'm gonna go with Seattle. I'm gonna do it. Fuck it. I've already I've already ruined my my playoffs anyway. So we'll we'll stick Our with it. We'll go with Dallas gone. going down to the Seattle. Screw crackhead.
0: you, Dave. Crackheads all the way.
1: Hey, thank you, violent <laughs> gentleman, Aesop Mitchell, special guest for 30 seconds on hockey talk. And from there we're going to wrap up hockey talk because all four of the bandwagoners are here to record bandwagon nerds, which is very, very exciting. Uh, Make sure that you listen to that yesterday as this show drops on Tuesdays. Uh, So this is in the past, but the present, but also the past. uh, Cause times the past is the present.
2: The future is now something bad.
1: All right, Dave. So we'll, we'll be back next week to talk about how wrong we are about the Stanley cup playoffs as we do during the Stanley Cup, Toronto products.
2: does a sweep here and wins four in as a row. Tro- yes, yeah,
1: Toronto <laughs> wins four in a row to take it in six, and we look like jackasses. I don't think that's going to happen, but whatevs. Tell everybody where they can find you out there in the interwebs and on the Chair Shot Radio Network.
2: Find me on Twitter, at attitudeag, That is at Attitude A-G-G. Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression.
1: And you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chairshot Radio Network. Monday's talking nerdy stuff with Dave, PC Tunny, sometimes Aesop Mitchell, sometimes Ray Cash, sometimes even DJ from the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. You never know who's going to show up. Uh, Tuesdays, it's always Dave and I talking hockey and music. And then Wednesdays talking wrestling with Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco show. Thank you everybody for listening to this week's edition of hockey talk. We'll catch you next week when Dave and I regale you with how wrong we were about the past week. You've been listening to hockey talk here on the chair shot radio network, part of the chair Oh
0: my God. How, how the fuck did you lose? You had the series one for God's sake. You were a Brad Marchand breakaway from ending the series in five. All nope. of the accomplishments you had over the season. 65 wins in the year. The most points and wins in NHL history. A roster that rivals the late 70s Canadians in talent. The best goalie tandem in the league, an unbelievable all-in push, a team with no goaltending as your opponent, a 43-point difference in season outcome, a 3-to-1 series 3! We have reached the summit. After years of searching, we have finally found it. THE ULTIMATE beam! We can't deny the truth any longer. The Bruins are nothing but massive fucking chokers. I am now under the belief that they only won a cup in 2011 because Vancouver out-choked them. This isn't hyperbole. It's been nearly every fucking season for the past 15 years. Undead serious look up their history. Choke after choke after choke after choke and it keeps fucking happening. The only explanation I have for this one is retribution for trying to sign Mitch Miller. There is literally no other reason for this. How the fuck do they keep doing it? Series they should easily win. They keep blowing like they're Angela White. Socrates, give me the knowledge to understand. There's no way it should be with all this talent. Somebody tell me. Do you hear me? Somebody tell me how they do it. I have to know. I have to know. That was pathetic.